I'm Adam Pendlebury. I'm Charlie Keegan. I'm Pete Reese. I'm Paul Thorpe. I'm Barry Worthington. And this is the Progress with Unity podcast. transfer window are shut and what we have is what we have. What we're going to do on this particular podcast is is go through the state of the squad at the moment, who's come in, who's left, which is pretty easy really, not that many's gone, and a quick look at the rivals and see how they did as well. First things first, is anybody unhappy? We could have done with a left back. Well, have we not got one? Martin Kelly plays left back if needed. If needed, needed. but he's he's a a very much a... a, a, a right-sided player. I don't think there's much question about that. He's no Dennis Irwin, is he? He can play no. on both sides. If he if he does end up being the, the the best option that we've got, it's going to be going to be a bit strange, isn't it? A predominantly right-sided player cementing down a place on the left-hand side. Even even Reece James couldn't do that. Ten died to Reece, we did it last season, didn't he? Played about sixty percent of the season at left back. Got a great goal as well. Was it not one full back to the other? Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. yeah, interesting, was... isn't it? That they're the uh, they're the two players that people seem to uh, want to move away from the club. In terms of whether we're happy or not, I think it's from my point of view. I think it's somewhere in the middle ground. I think, despite what was said by Sean Maloney after he came in, that things were already underway in terms of bringing in the players that he'd previously identified when he came for interview in November. I think it was quite clear to everybody there wasn't a lot of time. And I think that's the way it's turned out. We would perhaps have done, who knows, two or three more deals if if we'd had even another day. But it, it, you know, we just not managed it. And I think the players that we've got in, it looks very positive, in ter- I think, in terms of the defence. We've got three uh, defenders in. We've got a defensive midfielder in, another player who, you know, in Aziz is probably can describe him as a box-to-box midfielder. So it, I think there's plenty of optimism there in terms of being able to shore up the the defence. But it's it's still going forward. I mean, I mean, we've got Sinani who looks like he's going to be able to push the play upfield with his pace, um, which is obviously going to be a good thing, and that Aziz might be able to do that to, to some extent. But overall, I think it's a, I think we would have hoped to have done better. But it it is what it is. If you sat your manager a few days before the end of the transfer window, well, what happens? I think January is always a tough window anyway for, for teams looking to, to strengthen for the future. I understand short-termism, which is what we've done. But I still think we've not done too bad. We mentioned the Daniel Sanane. He was born in Serbia. Did you know that? Even though he plays mm. for Luxembourg. So, yeah. Hol Sanane, he was born in Serbia. He's now a Wiganer. Oh, Sinane. Oh, ho, ho, ho. To me, he looks an absolute cracking signing. Something we've not got. He's a bit, well, I've said that, but Lange will run up players, but I think he's a little bit different than Lange, and he's a bit more, got a bit more tricks about him. Bit of, bit of pace. Done all right and- at Norwich this season, Adam. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he did brilliantly over at Uddersfield the season before. He had a few assists, didn't he, and a couple of goals. He was obviously to an extent in the plans at the start of the season for Norwich. He played against us, didn't he, earlier in the year. By all accounts, he has got that pace. Now, we've seen it before at a lower level that if you bring pace in, it makes a huge difference to your team because, and it brings out more in your forward players. And the obviously Yannick is the best example of that. 
Will Grigg wouldn't have scored the goals he scored, but for Yannick. Now, if he is a step up and he's, he's a, his pace can be utilised at championship level, then I, then I think it's an excellent signing. If he's another Yannick Wiltshire who's fast and kind of can't sort of adapt to um, better defenders, then, you know, that, that, that might be the case. But... Obviously, with Huddersfield last year, albeit playing a better side, a much better side, a playoff side, he did really well. It's a lot different, isn't it, if you're a side that's in, in the bottom three. So, I've got a lot of hopes for him. I'd be amazed if he doesn't start because he's different. I don't know where he'll start, but I think Barry's going to talk about formations later. But, but for me, I think he's the sort of player that we need to get into the team and at least try him out. It excited me, if I'm being honest, Charlie. I don't know how you feel about him. Uh, he's got that potential, like Adam says, to to do really well. And we're at, Adam's asking, can he make, you know, really make the step up with the pace? I think he's shown last season, especially, and also this season, that, that he, he can. Yeah, I think he can. And when we started to get linked to him, he's the only real player that I actually went to YouTube and typed in compilation highlights just to try and have a, have a look at what he does. Because he's a name that I remembered, but I didn't really focus on all that much. And when I was looking at what he can do, he's great at corner taking, free kicks. He takes his player on. He's he's not the tallest player, but he's quite agile. And he will try the the direct forward passes that can split a defence, which if you're going to look at players who used to do that in the past for us, like Jordi Gomez used to do that and used to do it really, really well. We need that kind of breakthrough, you know, going through the lines and hopefully he can be that player. He got six goals, four assists last season in Huddersfield Little Run. Struggled a bit this year for for Norwich, but I think as a whole, Norwich haven't been outstanding this season anyway, especially under Dean Smith. So no, I'm I'm I don't know where he's gonna play. I think if you're gonna put him over at right wing, you're gonna put Callum Lang's nose out of joint a little bit, but maybe as another attacking mid or or going over to the left, I think he can definitely do that. Yeah, he's left footed Paul. So are you asking, can he play at left back? No. <laughs> Were you, were you saying about moving Lang over to the left there, Charlie, or, or moving Sinani over to the left? I was talking about moving Sinani over to the left, but I suppose that if you wanted to, you know, put him on the left and Lang on the right and then switch them in, in the game, you know, that is an option that you can do. I know Barry has his thoughts, very strong thoughts about Lang on the left, but we uh, <laughs> we figured that one out was that he actually had a good game in that one. So, I don't know, it, it just gives another option, especially going forward. I'd have been quite happy if Broadhead had stayed or if we'd have replaced him in some way, but I do think the massive limitation is, is as has been said, January windows, when you're looking to strengthen, are awfully difficult because your choice of what you bring in is limited, but also you're massively hampered in what you can get shut of. Mm, um, to create right. space to bring people in. And I think that's been as big of an issue for us as, mm. as attracting players and bringing them in. Can I give a, a, a shout out to um, Dan Stacey at um, Talking Wigan? I, th- uh, I know Charlie uh, has him on his uh, podcast and so on because he's he's produced some really, really good profiles of the players that we brought in. I, I thought what he had to say about Sinani was quite interesting that the way he's predominantly been used is, is on the right wing, but very often cutting in from the right wing because he's stronger on his left foot. Having said that, you know, in, in the compilation highlights that I've seen, he's all, he also seems very competent with his right foot. So that on its own just gives you a different dimension that you've got a player 
who can use both feet. Callum's clearly a player who likes going down the outside. As Dan pointed out in his blog on Callum, he's always going to, if he goes on down the outside, he's always going to be coming at the full, on the fullback's stronger foot. So maybe there's, there's a case there for, for putting him over on the left-hand side and enabling him to cut inside onto the fullback's weaker foot, the same way that Sonani might do um, on the on the right-hand side if he played there. Let's face it, there probably are two most threatening, exciting players in terms of being able to push the play upfield and and create not necessarily chances, first of all, but create a disrupt a defense. They've got to be in the they've got to be in the team at the same time, surely. I'm getting this message in the head from Adam as well because we're a little bit connected telepathically. But uh, <laughs> Charles and Zogbia obviously played most of his time at the Wigan Athletic on the right hand side. Roberto Martinez using that way. And if you remember, probably Sean Maloney's most famous goal, Sean Maloney right-footed, was the goal against Manchester United, cutting in from the left and, and yeah. swinging it round. So that's like the modern way now, isn't it, for, for attacking players to play on the opposite flank to which foot they are predominant with. The illusion to being able to swap around in-game, that puts defences on the back foot because they don't... Yeah, you know, if you try as soon as you're trying to mark somebody, you don't know who you're marking, and, and the de- defenders immediately thinking, "Hang on, who's here? What, what's going on?" That will produce goals if that's what we do. Yeah, I was just, uh, I'm just saying, if if you can use both feet, that is that is a real asset uh, because the defender doesn't know which way you're going. He didn't play for the last sort of maybe seven or eight years of his career in that position, but if you remember. Ronaldo was one of those that he could use both feet and he could just easily swap swap over each time. So you've got your swap, but also the defender can't read you in the same way if you can go both ways. I, I can't believe some of these top players who were so one-footed. I tell you what, I mean, we're, we're talking here about Sanini in, in the same breath as Chelsea Zodbia, same breath as Ronaldo. I, I'm, I'm buzzing for this now. I think... For me, this is this is the, the man. He's going to save us. Never mind anybody else. Daniel Sanine. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Born in Serbia. He's a beginner. Come on. He's going, to, he's going to be the man. He's going to be voted player of the season at the end of the season. I've just got that feeling in my bones. Right, let's have a quick look at the other people who came in, especially today. Omar Rekic. Yeah. Ralph, as he's very juvenile, called by... Paul and other people, full of enthusiasm. His, his interview yesterday on the Latics, on Latics' website, I know it's had Adam Zerkerlid, who is fist-pumping what we're going on there and how he's going to fight for Wigan. He's just turned 21, so he's still a kid. It looks the size of a man, and he was full, full of, I, I want to do well for Wigan Athletic. Yeah, I think I think those type of players are the ones that you want in terms of enthusiasm. He, he hasn't played loads and loads of games, but... He has experienced a lot of different coaches, so you know that he can bring all those attributes. Um, I would suspect at the moment that he'd be more of a squad player. I'm not convinced he'll be a starter, but like you said, his, his enthusiasm is great, and um, let's welcome him to the club. Um, is he better than our young player at the moment? I'd stick with. Charlie Hughes, I think. I can't see where there's room for him because I think it with three centre halves. I think it's obvious because we haven't signed a left back. So I think he'll need he'll just have to keep using McLean in that position. So for me, I think he could be someone who fits in at centre half because obviously we've got a very we've got a long term injury there and we've got someone who we're not sure about Colker whether he'll make it through the 
whether he'll make it through the season, you know, because he, he's 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 obviously not played loads of football recently, um, albeit he's only 31. Arsenal graduate, do you think this was lined up before Colo Turi went with Kevin Betsy mm. uh, connections? It, it, it smacks of it, doesn't it, a little bit? Cause I, mm. I thought exactly the same thing. I think where he might offer something different um, is looking at Dan uh, Stacey's analysis again. He, he's, um, he seems to be a very much a, a ball playing central defender, uh, somebody who could actually uh, bring the ball out of defence. And I, particularly if we're going to be thinking about doing a, a playing a back three, he could be somebody who makes a surprise run out of defence, perhaps hope yeah, hopefully without giving the ball away straight away. Um, mm. And we've seen that in the past those surprise runs from from central defence how. Effective they can be sometimes in relieving pressure on the defence and, and pushing the play upfield. I think he could be. I, I, I tend to agree there with with Adam. He might not be first choice, but um, I think he could be very very useful. I think we're going to need all those centre backs at some stage. So between you, between you, so far we've signed Charles and Zogby and uh, Antolin Alcaraz. No, I was thinking Franz Beckenbauer, to be honest. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. Bobby Moore's still here, isn't he? Yeah, he never went to Rangers. Yeah. I mean, what sort of idiot? I mean, it was obviously a made-up quote that you know, interesting in in what more from Rangers. I mean, don't give him a, don't give him any publicity, Barry. No, so so that's what Omar Rekic and and Daniel Sanini, but also we we brought in Martin Kelly, started off at Liverpool, great prospect there, ended up going to Palace. Uh, spent a lot of time at Palace, uh, played with James MacArthur, uh, and went to West Brom, and he's ended up at Wigan Athletic, six foot four. He's a giant. I mean, we've got some big lads now. We must be imposing ourselves. Yeah, and I think it's it's really needed, especially at the back where we've been struggling all season, to get Stephen Corker in, and now to get Martin Kelly in, who are both, you know, so much experience in the Premier League. I think they're going to be both vocal. I can't, I can't remember if they've been captains before their previous clubs or not. But they're going to be vocal. I know Stephen Corker in himself is a what is he now? Is he like a public speaker, management sort of person as well? He does a lot mm-hmm. of things that like yeah, sports and so yeah, he does a lot of things like that. So I think to have Martin Kelly and Stephen Corker coming in, especially for your likes of Jack Watmore, who's not quite stepped up to the the hype that we thought he would do in the championship. Great in League One, but struggled a lot in the in the championship. I think they're going to really help him again. Charlie Hughes now look, he's got so many people to learn off, and there's no. At this level, where we are at the minute, it's, it's great for him to have that experience and to have them people with him. Oh, Martin Kelly's not played too many games this season for West Brom. I think he's only managed four 90 minutes and then a couple of minutes cameo, but he's not really been in their squad this season. So I think that the Blackburn game might come a little bit too soon for him. But I think as the season goes on, we're going to see, especially his presence around the dressing room and around our back line, start to creep up more and more. And I think that for somebody to come in and help Sean Maloney as well, you know, we may, he not, might not be listed as a defensive coach, obviously, because he's a player, but he's, he's going to boost our um, backline morale. I, and I think he could end up being player of the season, Barry. That's a big shout. That is a big call. Yeah. <laughs> I think just because of his experience, I think he's something that we badly, badly need. Like you said, Charlie, so many Premier League games. I, I'm really crossing my fingers that at the end of the season, we're going to think, oh, we're so lucky to have him. 
I think we are. And I, I mean, think because when I look at his stats as well, he's predominantly played his career as like sort of a centre back, but he's had a lot of appearances as well covering at, at right back. So, you know, if we if we are struggling throughout a game, then here's a play that maybe we can put on at right back. I know he's not really got the legs, but you know, you can just make the the runner on the left try and get to like a Bennett or a McLean type figure to try and run up. And as we run up, you know, that right back's position can move across to to form sort of a three centre backs but four obviously in defence. So mm. I think he offers something a little bit different as well. Obviously, we know Charlie Hughes can play out from the right as well. We know he can cover cover right back and get down the wing if he needs to because he's done that a couple of times and and swung a few balls into the box. So it's just it's just another boost and, and obviously experience that we need. It seems similar to me to um, the Warnock signing. Uh, and if you remember, I think Warnock did get player of the season, albeit in a... A poor side, wasn't it? Uh, the jo- the Joyce and the Coldwell era. But I think Wal- Warnock coming in, he had that experience. I think he captained us, didn't he, for, for a period of time and mm. didn't let us down while he was actually here and he could play left-back or left-centre-back, whereas now we've got my, uh, Martin Kelly who can play right-back and right-centre-back, ideally. Albeit, you know, he, I'm sure he could do a job at left-back, but I think we need better than that now, don't we? We don't want to do a job players. We need we need to go on a run. So we need players that are very comfortable in the positions that they used to play in. The Blackburn game, Miguel Aziz is suspended, so we can have all the remaining lone players in that in that squad that time. I think if gets uh, player of the season, we'll probably end up getting relegated because to stop up, we've got to win games. And if we're winning games, somebody's going to catch your eye going forward. And I think that's why I see Sanina as as the man who's going to, going to catch the eye. He's like the rock star. What, what if they're a rock at the back and then they, they get four or five from set pieces? Goals. Sanani, Sanani on the corner, Martin Kelly on the header. Get him in the box. Yeah. <laughs> the key thing for me looking at that is you're looking at that thinking, actually, we could have a rock solid um, defence there if it gels yeah. and works nicely. We've got a good foundation. I think with with the fact that we've not signed a striker, an alternate striker, it puts a little bit of pressure on Will Keane to keep banging the goals in. And we know he's been doing it. He's got 10. Hopefully, with uh, Sanini in the side, we're going to create a, a few more chances. Uh, and there's also Charlie White, Jubak, who I was reliably informed he'd have been back for looting away in the FA Cup and he never made it. So it's just taking a little bit longer than what we hope. But I think Charlie White will be like, if he comes back fully fit, there'll be like a new signing for us as well. Very quickly, I was responding to your play about a defender. And if you remember, probably the greatest ever team we had in the Premier League for three, four months. Uh, and uh, Gary Caldwell got the player of the season uh, because he was, and that's for the team with Maloney in it. Moses was in there as well. Uh, DeSanto was playing out of his skin and yet Caldwell got the player of the season. So a defender can lift you to that to that next level. A good point well made. Let's have a look who our rivals in the relegation dogfight have, have been up to on transfer deadline week, we'll call it, because they didn't all make signings. Start off uh, in, in the bottom three with us, Blackpool. <clears throat> they brought in Curtis Nelson, who Mick McCarthy will know from Cardiff. They didn't, they didn't bring him on loan or free transfer. He was actually released by Cardiff and they signed him up. So that's all they brought in. So I think They've probably not got the money to spend her, and Mick McCarthy's being forced to go with what, what he has. Oddersfield, they've just brought in a 33-year-old goalkeeper, Olympiacos 
from Olympiacos, but he's a Czech international, Thomas Vaslik. That's due to Lee Nichols being out injured, which might be a good thing, I think, because for me, Lee Nichols is always prone to an error here and there. Um, so if he can get a steadier keeper in, so that might be a good thing for them. Cardiff City, no, I think Cardiff are nailed on to go down. They've brought in a manager. He's not really done anything apart from one one good six months with Nottingham Forest. They signed Sorry Cabba. No, I think they are sorry. I think it's going to be a, a sorry end to the season. He's a Guinea international. They signed him from a Danish club, Mitterland. I think he scored three goals this season, so it sounds like a cracker. Do you say Rob- Matalan then? Matalan, yeah. He's been playing for Matalan in the in in the supermarket league. Matiland, that's how you pronounce it, isn't it? I'm not sure. Yeah, Mitterland, I think. Mitterland. Well, I'm not Danish, am I? You know, that's the closest <laughs> I've got to Denmark is watching uh, Hans Christian Andersen with Danny K. Meeting Lerpak. Say, say about Cardiff. I, I'm a, I'm a bit surprised that they've only brought that one player in because it's not only a few weeks ago that their transfer embargo was lifted, and I thought they'd be going gunko into the transfer market to get in players that they've uh, they've not been able to get in up to now. So something strange going on there behind the scenes. Yeah, it was rumoured they were after Joe Bennett, so I think that's even stranger. Maybe they just got no money. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. you just got to hold your hand up and say, mm. you know, what would you see as Cardiff guy as a Cardiff fan? Would you want some guys to spend twenty million quid and end up in administration because mm. you get relegated anyway, or play mm. it sensible? You know, I'm sure we've been there, so sensible yeah. way to go. Rotherham, they've been quite busy, haven't they? This past week, they brought in Jordan Usual from from Norwich, Connor Coventry, who was at Lincoln. I remember him at Lincoln; he had a good season with them. Bailey Wright from Sunderland, who we was interested in. Uh, when we first came out of administration. And Domingus Quina, he is a winger. They've got him from Watford, but he's been on loan at Elche in Spain. Uh, Birmingham have signed nobody. They have uh, made Emmanuel Longello's loan permanent and he's a fullback. So uh, there's not been a lot, apart from Rotherham, I don't think there's been anything shattering in the bottom six or seven as they're going on. I mean, that mm. says that we're the ones taking the gamble, doesn't it? You know, talking about being sensible or not buying loads of players and spending loads of money and then ending up getting relegated anyway. Sounds like, well, I know I know most of ours are on loan, but, you know, we're the one that's took a chance bringing a few in. This is the thing, isn't it? We're, we, I think we've gone low risk in terms of uh, loan players and players out of contracts and so on. And, and you have to, I, I have no problem with that. I know people are saying we should have been spending a lot of money and uh, uh, paying transfer fees and and so on. And I, I must admit, if you can get play decent players in on loan, then absolutely why not? And I think some of these, undoubtedly though, as you say, Paul, I think people like Martin yeah. Kelly and Sonini, they're going to be on big wages. I think that's where the the, the boat's being pushed out. And they're always contracts to the relative clubs this summer, so you know if they make an impression, yeah. we stay up. You know if they go place for us. There's a chance we've got, you know, we've got, we've got a chance yeah, to keep up. James McLean uh, has been picked in the Sky Sports Championship Team of the Month. So well done to James McLean. Charlie Hughes has been voted the Wigan Athletic Player for the month of January. And apparently we're keen on bringing Jordan Jones back from his loan spell at Kilmarnock. Mm. Okay. Before we finish today, if you listen to the podcast on Sunday and let it run right to the very, very end, you'd have heard this because there was a little bit of something slipped in. Operation Othersfield, we decided to get behind the lads for the Othersfield home game. 
We're going to get down for 12.30. We're going to be there when the players arrive, park up in the car park, give them a rousing reception, see if we can make the stand up on the back of their necks and get them ready for what is going to be the biggest game of the season so far for Wigan Athletic. Whatever the result at Blackburn, this is a massive game. There'll be more details. We're going to put something out on our blog and it'll go out on Twitter and Facebook. Well, that's it. What we've got is what we've got, unless we can pick up any free agents, because there has been quite a few had the contracts cancelled at various championship clubs. Some interesting ones as well, who slipped my mind, and I can't think who they are at this moment in time. So, and, until Sunday, up the ticks, come on. Up the ticks. Up the ticks.